The world of theater is full of stars. But just like in the night sky, sometimes we don't see them all. Some are in the wings, some are maybe up over us in the catwalk. Hopefully they're not under the stage, but um, you never know. In this series, we are going to meet those hidden stars of the theater, hear their stories and be inspired by them. So join me on this journey here in my state-of-the-art production studio in my backyard as we meet the hidden stars of theater. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Hidden Stars of Theater. As always, it is great to have you here in my camper. Uh, man, we've got a good one for today. Uh, Miss uh, Emma Bogave, who is a costumer in the professional world of theater, and she's got such a great story, just like all of our stars always do, and you're going to be excited to hear it. I know uh, I am as well, and so... Um, we're going to get to that in a minute, but first we have a special treat. We have our first, uh, featured school from out of the state of Oklahoma. Um, so far, you know, I've just been kind of, uh, hitting it up with my homies. Yeah, I just said that. I know I'm embarrassed already, but, uh, here in Oklahoma where I am broadcasting from, but today our featured school is South Carroll High School from Carroll County, Maryland, and it is so good to have them. Listen, if you wanna be a featured school and have some of your show shots on here and we'll honor your seniors, um, then we would love to do that. You just need to tell your theater teacher, hey, uh, what's the dealio, man? Uh, get Jamie your stuff so he can feature us because I really would love to do that. So, uh, but but today it is all about you, South Carroll High School. You guys rock uh, and your teacher, Miss Caitlin Witter. And um, we're going to see some of their show shots right now, in fact, and uh, hear from Caitlin. So why wait? Let's go on. Let's do that. And then as soon as we're finished with that, we'll be right back with Emma Bogave. And you guys are going to love her. So here we go. Take it away. Hey there to my South Carroll seniors. Just wanted to let you guys know how incredibly proud I am of all of you. You've done amazing things here at South Carroll in our community. And I know that you guys are gonna do wonderful things in the future. Make sure that you keep theater in your lives and in your hearts. And we will always welcome you back at the same time, same place, same stage. Well, welcome back everyone. Uh, it is great to have Emma. Bogave, Emma, welcome. We've been looking forward to this time and to to having you and, and and to just learning all about the world of costuming and wardrobes and designing and constructing and maybe we'll talk about cats or <laughs> small creatures like that. But we're so so excited to thank you. Thank you for being a part thank of. You. Hi, Hey, it's our 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 privilege and pleasure to have you here with us, and we're just looking forward to to hearing about um, you know where you've come from. In fact, that's usually where we we like to start. And so I know you've got a lot to share, and I want to get right into it. So um, as I say every time, and I apologize for everybody who watches these and gets tired of me saying it, but it's truth. We want to hear where you started because again, it is where we begin that brings us to where we are. And, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are kind of in that starting point right now. And so it's important for them to hear what was it that, that you found to be successful? You know, what, what was it that molded you? Maybe some things you did that they're not doing and they need to hear that because maybe they need to start doing it, yeah. that kind of stuff. So, and plus we just want to get to know you. You're a great person. And so uh, just help us understand who is Emma Bogave. And um, yeah, what, what, what was it like being a young Emma? Oh man. 
Um, no, hi guys. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I grew up in Houston. Um, I was born in Colorado, but I lived in Texas since I was three. So I consider myself a Texan. Um, so I grew up in Houston and, um, I was just kind of, I've always been a very creative person and kind of wild. Um, my mom is an art teacher and so she's been very crafty and creative. So growing up, she was, um, always kind of doing things with me. We we're always doing arts and crafts and, you know, doing things on the weekend. Um, so that was always a lot of fun. And when I was about nine or 10, she taught me how to sew. Um, so I've been sewing for quite a long time now. Um, and you know, that kind of sparked the whole costume thing, uh, for me anyways. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, growing up, I had two older brothers and my, uh, one of my older brothers, uh, started doing theater in middle school and high school as well. So when he was in middle school, I kind of saw him get into that and I saw how much fun he was having um, and just kind of all the different aspects of theater. Um, so when I got into middle school, I decided to do theater. Why not? Um, so I kind of started doing that. Um, and, you know, as sorry, there was a bug um, as uh, as I kind of went throughout middle school, I got into high school and I started doing a lot more stitching for myself. I was making aprons and pillowcases and skirts and dresses and things for myself and for my friends. Um, and then I kind of realized that theater, I could, I could also apply that to theater. Um, so in high school, I got way more involved in the theater department. Um, and I know for those of you in Oklahoma and kind of this area, uh, I know for Texas, one act play UIL is such a big thing here. Um, and so yeah, I got, absolutely. really got into UIL one act play. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it just kind of takes over the, the high school theater world, uh, come the summertime. And so I really got involved in one act play and kind of really got to be involved in the costumes as well. Um, I was one of like two people maybe in my theater group in high school that knew how to sew. Um, so I was kind of one of the primary per people doing costumes for our theater department. Um, and that was really awesome. And uh, UIL definitely sparked more interest. Um, and then my senior year, actually, we hired another theater professor, uh, Miss Henderson, and she came in as another tech uh, professor, and she focused mainly on costuming. So I was really, really excited my senior year because this new teacher came in who was teaching me things more about sewing than I'd ever learned, um, more yeah. about theater construction and just theater costumes in general. And that got me really, really excited. That's um, great. Because once I got to my senior year, I, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I know I didn't want to sit in a cubicle in an office all day, um, and I, I wanted to keep doing theater, but I, I wasn't really sure what to do. Um, so, you know, she was really great and kind of helping me say, you know, these are some programs that are really good. Um, this is something you can actually pursue. It's a career. You don't have to just stop when high school's over, um, which is something I'd never really been told before. So it was really cool to hear, hey, you can do theater and more specifically costumes, which yeah, you know, no one does that, you know. Yeah, combines the two things you love. Exactly. Um, cool. So, you know, I, I talked with her and she kind of talked to me about some different schools in Texas. Um, I was kind of thinking about staying in Texas. Uh, and then I, I got a hold of the TAMCC, Texas A&M University in Corpus Christi, Texas. And I went down to their campus and I visited and I met the professors and I saw the costume shop and I fell in love. Um, the costume shop was great. It had real windows. Um, it was, <laughs> you know, it, uh, That's it, awesome. yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And to know that they had such a small theater department, but it wasn't too small that I wouldn't get what I needed. 
Um, right. That's important. Yeah. So I ended up applying there and I got in and I went there um, and I, it was really awesome because I ended up being one of two two people who went to that school focusing in costumes. Um, me and my friend Rainy, who became one of my really great friends. We ended up living together for a few years. We worked together. Um, she's like my sister. Uh, you know, we were the only two people in that school really going there for costumes. So it was really awesome that our teacher, our, our mentor, Rosa, she was really able to focus with us on costumes and not just acting and, you know, things that we weren't interested in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, was, and you you didn't get buried in a bunch of people, and so you I, you had a lot of opportunity. That's cool. Exactly. That's yeah, I was. It was. I had a lot of opportunities. Um, and my professor Rosa, she, um, for fifteen plus twenty years, she's worked at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, um, which is in Cedar City, Utah. And uh, my sophomore year of college, she was. Uh, I was lucky enough for her to be able to get me to get a spot working there for the summer, um, for their summer stock. So for the three years um, after my sophomore year junior year and senior year of college, I was working at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, um, which was incredible. I mean, looking back on it now, not only did I get to work at a professional theater while I was still in college, but I got to take all of that knowledge, all of that experience, and I got to take it back to my college and oh, wow. my friends and my colleagues, hey, this is what they're doing in the real world. And huh. this is how we can do it here. You know, I learned this this summer. Um, I think we should apply this to our our program and um you know it and, really, and they were very open to that yeah exactly yeah oh that's definitely good. yeah that's um you know and so that working at utah shakespeare festival was something that i consider to be kind of like the beginning of my professional theater career really started me because i knew what was out there once i got to college and once i got to see what was going on at utah just in cedar city the tiny little city of cedar yeah. city if I knew that that was there, I knew that there was so much everywhere else in the country. Absolutely. The and, and what did you do there? What was your kind of just your roles? So um, I worked there for three summers. And for the first two summers, I worked in the costume shop for the first half. So about a month and a half as a stitcher. So actually making the costumes. And then the second half of the summer, I worked um, running wardrobe as a dresser um, in one of the theaters for depending on however many shows were in that theater, usually three or four. Um, so, you know, I was there for around four months, half the time in the shop, half the time running the shows, seven shows a week. Um, and then my third year working there was a first hand, which is kind of a step up from a stitcher um, wow. in the world of, of yeah. roles. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I went to USF, which was great. And then kind of my, my senior year of, um, of college, I was, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was kind of back to the same place. All right, I learned more about costuming, but how can I, what's my next step? Um, going into the real world, as they put it. Um, so, you know, my senior year of college, I went to a couple of theater conferences. Um, one of them's USITT, another one's SETC, um, giant technical theater conferences. I went there, I applied to um, tons of companies. You know, I interviewed, I showed my portfolio, I, I kind of, put myself out there saying, hey, I'm about to graduate college. Look what I can do. Hire me. Um, so I went and I it was really, really helpful. I got um, a lot of job opportunities. Um, one of them, which was I interviewed with a company called Networks Presentations, which is a touring company. And I met with them at both conferences and I didn't hear anything back. So I thought, all right, whatever. Didn't get it. Um, and then they called me actually the day before I graduated college and said, hey, do you want to come on tour? with Anything Goes, uh, the national tour as the assistant wardrobe. And I was like, uh, <laughs> um, I was currently lined up to go work at a, a theater in Riverside, Florida. Um, 
but then this opportunity of touring came up and I, I couldn't really pass it up. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, that's great. In Florida understood. They got it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and it's funny too, because I never really was like, I need to tour. I need to go on the road and I need to make this a part of my life um, before I settle down. It was never like that. But here I am six years later and I've been on the road. Um, so that happened and um, it, it's been a wild six years, to be honest. It's been crazy. I've been on some really busy shows, some not as busy shows. Um, I met my husband on the first show and we have been together and been lucky, lucky enough to travel um, on every show for the last six years together, which has been great. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, and so, you know, uh, I was on Anything Goes national tour. I was on the Bullets Over Broadway national tour, um, Into the Woods. Uh, I was on the Color Purple revival national tour. And then um, I was on Cats, woohoo for uh, almost a year. And then most recently I was with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, but due to the pandemic going on, we have been sent home. So um, as of right now, we're our tour has been canceled till October. So we're not sure if we're gonna go back out with it. Um, so we're kind of in limbo at the moment, hanging out in Houston. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of uh, my spiel, I guess, in a, in a short, shortened version. No, that's great. Oh, I got here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, and and quite a journey, man. It's six years. Does it seem like much a whole lot longer than that? It's yes and no. It's kind of crazy, yeah. like to think that it's already been six years, and at the same time, I'm like, I what? No, I mean, it's been nice, especially because I've been on different shows every year, which yeah. has been like incredible to be able to do so many different shows as well. Plus, you know, after a year, I'm like, okay, I need something new. <laughs> yeah. And, and networking, you meet more people and, oh, and yeah. it's, make more friends and get, yeah, huge. The amount of people I have met over the last six years around the country and the relationships I've made have been incredible. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Yeah. So um, one of the things I want to do is go back because that was a, it's an incredible journey, um, you know, and you have you have gone far in a, a relatively short amount of time, what, what would seem like, but man, you are, you're, you're killing it. And, um, but there's a couple things I want to pull out just for the sake of, of our listeners to, um, so they understand, because especially our students, uh, USITT and SETC that you mentioned specifically, um, kind of tell us what those stand for. What, what, what are they? I know you mentioned they're big, big conferences, but why is that important? Why should a student know what USITT and, and especially in tech, um, what happens at those? And, and yeah, just yeah. tell them the value, I guess. Definitely. Um, yeah, you know, I, I first heard about USITT. I think I was either my senior year of high school or just beginning of college. Um, and essentially, SCTC is the Southeastern Theater Conference. Uh, there is the Northeastern Theater Conference, but the Northeastern Theater Conference is more geared toward actors and actresses. And the Southeastern really? Theater Conference is for primarily technical aspects, just to put that out there. That's great um, to know. No, that's yeah, good info. So there is SCTC, and it's in a different city every year. So, you know, unfortunately, it was canceled this year due to the virus and USITT, sadly. Um, but they are in a different city every year, so that happens. Um, uh, so yeah, SCTC, Southeastern Theater Conference, and then USITT is the United States Institute for Theater Technology, um, which both of those uh, are big conferences. Um, USITT is probably the biggest. It's got a giant um, like job expo fair, essentially, all, tons okay. of companies from around the country, all different theater companies from costumes to lighting to sound to sets to props to everything. They bring their products. They have a big showroom. In a convention center, you go around, you get free stuff, you get to make make networks, you know, you make connections, yeah. 
everything like that. Um, there is a part of USITT that um, like is involved with students and they have uh, showing kind of their projects um, that they do in college and different designs and things like that. And then there is also like the job fair, a part of USITT that you can go and interview with people and kind of put your name out there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so I went to that and then SETC was for me, I went primarily for jobs, looking for jobs after college. Um, there's a giant job fair at SCTC that they have every year uh, with about, I would say, 80 to 90 to 100 different companies all in one room. They set up their table and you go and you talk to whoever you want to. Um, so, you know, I printed up 100 resumes. I printed up, um, you know, I've had electronic uh, portfolios. I had my actual portfolio and, you know, I submitted i gave my stuff to 30 40 different companies um because i was just looking for anything and everything and it was really great too because going to sctc um beforehand you're kind of given a, a pamphlet a packet of these are the companies here this is what they're looking for this is what they pay this is what they offer for um you know everything um so it was really cool to see oh my gosh like all of these companies have costume jobs available um you know it wasn't just there was actual real things that I was seeing, uh, real jobs that I could actually do. And that was like, oh my gosh, that was incredible. Um, so, yes. Yeah, I, so I went to SCTC and SCTC was really, really great for me. I got eight or nine job offers from just that conference alone. Um, and thankfully out of that is how I got tour. Um, I worked at the Santa Fe Opera as well after I graduated college. So I got that job from um, SCTC, I interviewed with them. Uh, and I worked at Santa Fe Opera for a, a summer as a staff stitcher, which was incredible as well. Um, kind of jumping over to the opera side, still live theater, but opera rather than musicals or straight plays was something. So much more flamboyant costumes, exactly. bigger costumes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's more detailed in a sense, um, because at the same time, you know, opera, they, they kind of just stand there. They don't move a whole lot. Um, so everything is very ornate and very beautiful. So I got to make a lot of really cool things there, which was really incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, those two conferences, especially if you decide to go to college for theater and you're trying to figure out what to do with your life, those conferences are vital. Um, I mean, even now that I don't know what's happening because of this whole virus, I was even thinking about going back to SETC just so I could see who's hiring. You know, there are websites, there's backstagejobs.com and things like that. But I always enjoy seeing people in person and going into a room and seeing all the opportunities, which is absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, press the flesh, right? I mean, yeah. you, you can only do so much on, on a phone call and getting to know somebody uh, face to face exactly. is always much better. So that, that's great. Right. Um, yeah. It might be a good place for us to go do some interviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe hidden stars of theater. will have a booth. Oh. At UFITT. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you there. We'll see yeah. you there. Um, so another thing you mentioned that I think is incredible because, uh, again, um, you know, I know the importance of it, but some of our students may not. And I believe the sooner you begin to build a portfolio, the better, mm -hmm. because uh, too many people wait until, oh, wait a minute, I need a portfolio. And then they're scrambling to get things together and there's some good things they don't have in it. So the, in my opinion, the younger a student that wants to go into this, the better, right? So talk to us about what a portfolio is, what, what it should contain, and, and what you believe are the right parts of it. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's really important to have a good portfolio. Um, you know, people always say that it kind of is along the same lines as a resume, like it's important to really make sure your resume represents 
what you've done, what you can do, what you want to do. Um, and same thing with your portfolio. You know, I was working on my portfolio my senior year of college to get ready for these conferences, SETC and USITT. Um, so I spent a lot of time and, uh, a, you know, a decent amount of money on buying a good portfolio, um, printing out decent pictures, not just printing them off of your phone. You know, you want good quality. Um, good font um, but essentially you know in my portfolio and I would show you if I had it but storage unit because tour life um, so I don't have it with me but you know uh, I put tons of pictures in it just representing either designs that I've done things that I've built um, close up of details and things like that um, it's really important especially at these conferences to have a physical tangible portfolio I can't tell you how many people I saw at those conferences showing their portfolio to the company on their iPhone, which to me is just oh, super, wow. uh, super unprofessional, you know, like yeah. they don't, they don't want to be looking at your iPhone. Um, they want to scroll through and they want to see your pictures and they want to do it in their, their own time. Um, which is another reason why I printed, not printed, but I put a bunch of electronic uh, portfolios on CDs that I could give out that way they had something to remember me by. Um, as well, well, yeah. And if I was hiring, um, you know, especially in the world of costuming, it's about detail, right? Exactly. And, it, and it's about somebody that does quality work. And to me, even, you know, that's huge. This uh, somebody who shows it to me on their phone and somebody who has taken the time to actually put together a professional. That's, right. a, that's, a, that's a great point. That's a yeah, great point. I mean, I think it definitely shows as well to different companies of this person clearly isn't prepared or they are. Um, and then kind of like you were just saying, like with costumes, you need to see what what i'm doing and what i'm capable of and i want to show you good quality you know um so yeah i would say a, a portfolio um is definitely super important i unfortunately haven't been able to update mine because i've been on the road for the last six years and haven't really needed to uh, i probably should um but you know it's it's definitely something that is super helpful because again people want to see it and they tangible in your hands in your fingers is better in my opinion. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, the last six years probably speak pretty, pretty positively for you though, <laughs> as far as your, uh, your, yeah. your res resume goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Well, let's get into the nuts and bolts of it. Right. So if, um, if a student is thinking, uh, you know, maybe the world of costuming is for me, what are the different positions in theatrical costuming? What you've mentioned, I know you've mentioned Stitcher, which, you know, I thought that was just a, a bad guy in a, a, a B movie that was a, a horror <laughs> flick, right? Sounds like a good bad guy. Um, uh, we know there's designers. What, what are some of those roles and yeah. what, 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 is, what, what role do they play on the team? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it kind of like breaks down into there's roles within the construction aspect of costumes and then there's roles within like running the actual show. Um, so I would say like within the construction aspect, as far as like working in the costume shop, um, you know, you've got your stitchers who are basically the people actually stitching the costumes together, sitting at the sewing machine, making it. Um, and then a step up from that, you've got a first hand, which is the person who essentially cuts out the fabric um, and then kind of helps giving the instructions to the stitcher so they know how to put it together and they're doing it the right way. Um, and then a step above that, you have your draper, who um, is essentially making the patterns. They're not necessarily cutting things out and they're not stitching. They're creating the paper patterns um, or draping off of a mannequin and making a pattern that way. So you've got your draper who's actually doing more um, measurements, I guess, in a way. Yeah, they're um, taking, are they taking what the designer has drawn? Exactly, and yeah. So, yes, they're taking sketches and they're, yeah, they're taking what they see in the picture and being able to 
make a pattern to create that costume. Um, and then you have your designer who is the designer. They're the ones who make the sketches, they um, choose the fabrics, they choose the details, they choose how everything gets put together. Um, and then, you know, kind of in your show aspect roles, I would say you have your dresser who is backstage helping your actors, doing quick changes, hanging things up, you know, doing all that normal dressing roles. Um, and then you have your wardrobe assistant uh, and your wardrobe supervisor, especially when it comes to touring. Um, you know, for three tours, I've been the four tours, I've been the um, wardrobe supervisor. And then I was also a wardrobe assistant on a couple and then a star dresser. So for touring, there's sometimes you're in shows, especially like Wicked and things like that, you know, Alphaba and Glenda, they have their own dresser that is with them that they travel because if they don't do it right every show, it doesn't happen. Um, so show wise, there's assistants, supervisors, and then like proper dressers, um, especially kind of in tour as well. There's also, um, I hire on local, he local hands to help me in every city. Um, and there's usually also someone there just to do laundry. So I usually get a person there that comes in and washes all the dirty clothes and gets to sort it and fold it and make it ready for my next show. So that's, I, I need to get one of those people. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that's a. That's I never even thought about that. You want, maybe, maybe you like doing laundry. You could be in professional theater doing laundry. Exactly, you can. It is a thing. <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. Well, so of 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 those, what's your favorite? Yeah, um, you know, it's always funny because when people like hear like, "Oh, I do costumes. Oh, you must want to be a designer," and like that's far the farthest from it. Um, I I don't hate designing. I just don't really like making all those decisions. Um, so, you know, unpopular to contrary belief, I don't want to be a designer. I love being a stitcher, to be honest. I am completely happy sitting at a sewing machine all day long making things. You hand me a pile of fabric and say, here you go. And I say, great, thank you. Um, so that's my favorite. Unfortunately, on tour, I don't get to do a whole lot of creation, construction from start to finish. Uh, it's a yeah. lot of repairs and keeping up and buttons and holes and things like that. Um, I try to make things as I can when I have free time, uh, but I really love stitching. Not to say that I don't like doing wardrobe because I do, you know, I love working with performers as well. As much as I love sitting in a sewing machine, I do like working with the actors backstage and kind of getting that routine during a show and that kind of um, you know, you, you just find different things that you do backstage every day um, and working with those actors and the relationships that you get with them backstage is, very fulfilling as well you know i like stitching Absolutely. but i do love running wardrobe being backstage during a show is it's fun <laughs> huh, that's <laughs> cool everyone knows. <laughs> so what about the different areas like you you've primarily been a tour right um but obviously you've got broadway you've got regional theater um in in regional theater for instance is it maybe one or two people depend i guess it depends on the venue but it, are you, is the designer also sometimes going to be the, the stitcher or have you? Right. Have you well, it kind of depends. Um, like for instance, like working at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, um, you know, they are a, they're not annual, so it's just in the summertime. Um, but for that place, um, the designer is the designer. Um, occasionally they might whip some trim on something at the end because tech is about to start and it's going crazy. Um, <laughs> but for, you know, my experience working there, usually you're, you're a designer, you're a designer, you don't kind of cross the lines. Um, also kind of on the other end, you know, my friend Rainey, who I mentioned, she currently is living in Cincinnati, working at the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company. Um, she's one of their designers, but she also is doing some stitching as well. So she drapes, she does it all. Um, she 
mostly designs, but she, it's not uncommon for her to be in the shop working at a sewing machine. Um, so, you know, it depends. You, you get those designers who literally don't even know how to sew. Um, and then some who just don't do it. And then you get some who are like, yeah, of course, like, let's do this. Um, which those are always kind of fun because then they get really hands-on, which, um, not every designer is like that for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do, um, on the tour, are you guys at the beginning of the tour, do you make all the costumes brand new? Do you, uh, I know you don't rent them, but what, where do they come from? I mean, yeah, so are you creating nine, them? Right. Well, nine times out of 10 for tours, um, they are either, if it's a first national, you know, they're coming straight from Broadway. Um, so if it's a first national tour, they're most of the time, the company, whichever touring company that is, has purchased the whole package of the whole show from that from Broadway. Um, so they've purchased all the costumes, the lights, the sounds, sets, everything like that. Um, so nine times out of ten, I get a whole the whole package of shoes, hats, costumes, you know, everything from Broadway or um, from the first national tour. Um, there are always inevitably going to be a few things that need to be remade because they're old and they just are dry rotted. The actors are completely different sizes and we might not have something that fits them and it's just too much work to alter it. Um, so inevitably there's always going to be some things that are going to be brand new. Um, so in that case, you know, there's always uh, plenty of costume shops in New York City that the company will hire uh to create those things. Um, because every time we start a tour, we prep in New York for anywhere from two to three weeks, getting ready, doing fittings. Um, for me, I'm just getting everything sorted and get everything organized to go on the road. Um, so I'm busy with doing all of that during prep. So that's why they hire some extra stitchers and they hire costume shops to create these garments, these dresses or coats and suits and things like that. Um, then are beautiful and pretty for me. And then I just have to upkeep and make sure they stay pretty. <laughs> Nice. And so, you know, it's worth mentioning then that's a, that's another job opportunity, right? Somebody that wants to get into, um, yeah. you don't, if you don't get a tour, uh, maybe you can get into one of those shops in New York or if you don't like touring because touring is not for everyone. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I have been on the road for six years and I've loved it, um, but it's definitely not for everyone. You know, I know people who do it for a few months and they're like, I, I can't do this. Um, so, you know, if tour isn't for you, um, I mean, there's plenty of other things working at a regional theater um, or like where my friend's Rainey is working. Um, you know, some things there are just in the summer, summer stock, they only do it then. Um, but those are always so much fun to go to, such as Santa Fe and Utah that I've been to for years. Um, you can work in New York City in the costume shops. Um, you know, it's definitely something that I've kind of been thinking more about lately because, you know, we're not going to tour forever. Uh, I don't want to do it forever. So I've really been thinking, well, what am I going to do? Um, you know, I'm not itching to go to New York City, but I would love to get into one of those shops because I've been in them. You know, they're making great things. Um, it's really awesome to see like these people working in these shops. And I have plenty of friends living in New York City now that are doing that. Um, they're doing freelance stuff, you know, they're just making what they want and they're selling it online or they're putting themselves out there and making jobs for themselves. Um, you know, finding people going that want cos cosplay costumes. I mean, the yeah. things that people do for that, I mean, it's crazy. Um, so, I mean, if it, touring isn't the only thing, you know, there's so many things and I'm still learning what all there is because especially now I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you'll, you'll probably pivot well, cause you're, you've got a lot of talent and that's good okay. and go get it. So. Go get it. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Um, you know, 
one of my favorite parts of talking to people, no matter who they are, what they do is just finding out what is it that gets you excited about what you do? What gets you jazzed? What, um, you know, those, those times where you're right in the middle of a, a project doing your favorite part of it, it, what is it that gets you out of bed early in the morning because you're just ready to go, go get to work and get on it? Is it the yeah. glitter, the sequins, the rhinestones, right. you know, what makes you shine, so to speak? A little bit of that as well. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, in, in tour, I, so I am not a morning person. I do not like waking up early. I hate it. Um, so I, that's why I like being in theater also is because you don't have to wake up early in the morning, usually that much. Um, on tour, you know, you get your occasional every you know, once a week, you have to wake up early and go to the load in at six or 8 a.m., which sucks. Um, but, you know, I wake up knowing that something that I really love is I get to take, especially with tour, this production or whatever show I'm working on and I get to take it around the whole country. You know, I've been on tours where I've been in a new city every day for 10 days straight. And I've been on tours where I've been in LA for six weeks. Um, and it doesn't matter what, where you are and how many days you're there, you're still bringing the show to a different audience every single night. Um, and it's really powerful because, you know, I've been on some really powerful shows that, it's just incredible to see either kids or adults in the audience really be um, touched by what we're bringing to them. You know, Absolutely, um, yeah. the magic of live theater, it's, it just kind of all goes in hand with it. You know, I've, I've always loved the magic of live theater. Something all, will always go wrong in a show. It always does. Um, but it, it always happens. Even in professional shows, things exactly. go wrong. What? I know, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, but that's the fun of it. And, you know, it's, you never know what's going to happen. It's the same show every day. You have the same track, the same cues, the same quick changes, but something is always going to be different. Um, whether that's good or bad, uh, you know, it's always going to be different, but I, I just love live theater. Um, I've always thought about trying to get into film and things like that and TV, but, uh, I just love live theater. Um, you know, the, the people that I've made the relationships with over the course of touring, especially has been in incredible. Um, you know, you get, you live with these people. Um, I've been on tours where I've lived on a tour bus for six months at a time. And you're literally with these people, 10, 12 people on a bus every day. You have to learn to love each other. Um, I've also been on tours where I haven't had to live on a bus and you haven't necessarily had to be in such tight quarters with everyone, but everyone's still, you're still working with everyone every day. Um, you know, the relationships you make, the families, I still talk to people from all of my tours, some of my best friends, um, people that were in my wedding that I've worked with on tours, things like that. You know, um, it, it definitely puts an impression on you. And some of them get you involved in crazy uh, webinar series. I know, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> you toured with uh, with Mike Ruckstaff that we yeah, talked to yeah. last, so right? Bullets Over Broadway was his first tour, um, and he was uh, yeah our head audio for that. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's things like this. You know, you make these connections, um, and especially with tour, you go to these cities every year, um, you know, years apart, and sometimes I haven't been there in three years, and they still remember me, and I still remember them, which is super awesome because I have something to look forward to. It's not like I'm just going to this random city to do a show for no one I know. You know, I get to work with these same people and have these memories um, and just build all of these connections and relationships around the country, which kind of still blows my mind that I could, I can, I have so many opportunities all around this country, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. That's that's really good. That's really good. And another really good reason to follow the advice from our wisdom board, exactly. right? To be nice and enjoyable because you may see those people again. Yes. Yes, it's very true. Um, that's something that I have like taken 
probably the biggest thing I've taken from touring is just like, don't be a jerk, like be nice. There's no reason not to be. Um, also, a lot of the times, you know, I'm, I'm only 28 years old, but a lot of the times I go to these cities and I'm working with people that are 10, 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 years older than me. Um, and I have to work with them and I have to give them instructions and tell them how to run the show, but still respect them. Um, you know, I've worked with plenty Absolutely. of people who don't do it that way. They yell at these people or they're rude to them and there's no reason not to be. Um, they don't know your show. They've never worked the show before. They don't know you. Um, you know, it's, it's your job to make sure the show runs smoothly. And it's my job to make sure that I can convey everything that I need to, to these people in a respectable manner. Um, you know, yeah. there's no reason not to be nice because they will remember you. You'll come back a year later and they will remember you if you were a snob or they will remember you if you were wonderful. And um, someday they may be doing the hiring. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it all... It, yeah, just be nice. <laughs> so one of the things that, um, you know, when I do shows, when I when I direct, uh, finally the show is is done and, and it goes, how how often do you get to see what you've done? Uh, and, and what is that like? What is that like? Because I know most of the time you're, you know, you're probably backstage, but yeah. are there times where you do get to see it? And that must be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I would say on tour, uh, out of the six shows that I've been on, I've only seen two from the front of house. Um, I saw Cats and I saw The Color Purple, um, but all of the others I didn't get to see. Um, I've seen, you know, 200 times standing in the wings. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's to actually see what I get to do. When I, when I actually get to see a show, it's really incredible because whether it's on tour, uh, even though I haven't necessarily made the costumes, it's me and my assistant's job to upkeep the show and to make sure it runs smoothly and to get to see a show from the front is just like, makes me really proud, especially when I've been able to stitch something for that show. I've made a costume for that show. And then I see it come out on stage and see how good it looks. It makes me really, really proud. Even though people don't know that it was me, I know, and I can see how everyone else is viewing that, you know, um, how much it matters to the storyline. As much as sometimes people want to say, oh, costumes don't matter. You know what? They do. Um, no, and, absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, to have my work kind of enhance the show in that way, it just makes me really, really proud to see that. So um, unfortunately, I haven't gotten to see all the shows that I've done. Um, but when I worked at the Santa Fe Opera, I got to go to all of their final dress rehearsals. So that was really awesome. I've seen a few of the shows um, in Utah and stuff, but most of the time I'm standing in the wings, which is still really a lot of fun for all of you that know does theater and you stand in the wings. It's really crazy to, to watch a show um, and just kind of see the changes, even though I'm, I stand in the wings every single day to see the little differences, you know? Um, yeah. Cool. Very good. Well, you know, uh, one of the things we like to do is be very balanced here, right? You know, sometimes theater people aren't necessarily balanced, but <laughs> we, we, we want to be. And so um, because we have some kids who may be considering this, you know, talk to us about uh, not everything is glamorous and anything in life. Everything has mm -hmm. a part, an aspect of it that makes it work. Right. So so what are some of maybe the less glamorous parts of, of being a, a costumer? Yeah, I mean, um, as far as like, especially as far as tour is concerned, you know, your your schedule is something that becomes a routine or not a routine, I guess. Um, and, you know, depending on the tour you're on, you know, like I said, I've been on shows where I've been into 72 cities in six months and I've been to sh on shows where I've been in six cities in six months, you know. Um, so 
there's definitely the schedules can suck at times, um, especially tech week. Everyone knows tech week sucks. Um, but you know, unfortunately you, you work nights, so you don't necessarily have the weekends. Um, but I've kind of learned not to like Saturday nights and go Friday nights. I like having Mondays off. No one's out on a Monday. That's right. Um, <laughs> you don't have to wait for a table at the restaurant. Exactly. So <laughs> you know, unfortunately you, you work nights pretty much all the time. Um, so it sucks sometimes not to be able to go do those fun activities with your friends on, on especially on a normal weekend. Um, but you know, I don't really care about that. I'm doing it because I love it. And if I don't get to go on a Saturday night, whatever. Um, I would say another thing that isn't necessarily the best, especially on tour vacation, you know, time off. It's it's hard to go to weddings and go to family events. Um, I've been able to take off work twice in my six years of touring. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's all crazy. For a few weddings. Um, other than that, you know, technicians don't get understudies. We don't get people standing by ready to go on if I get sick. If I get sick, I bring a bucket and I carry it around with me at work, you know, and I've done that before. One too many times. Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, unfortunately, especially with tour, you, you work through it. Um, there's no one to, to cover you, um, you know, but it still is what I love to do. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do anything else, to be honest. <laughs> That's good. I mean, you've got to have that passion, obviously. Yeah, exactly. And that drive. That's yeah. great. Yep. So how about a little humor here? There's got to be, there's got to be, in the world of professional costuming and theater, there has to be at least one funny story oh. I mean, that just bubbles to the top. What, What is it? Regale us with some humor. Mm. Tell us what it was. What sticks well, um, out? Well, I got a couple, actually. Uh, on Anything Goes, my first year, I was the uh, star dresser, so I dressed the woman who played Reno Sweeney. And uh, at one point, she sings a song, Glow Week. Gabriel Blow, and she's in this red, sparkly leotard dress. Come on and, and blow, Gabriel oh. Blow. Good song, um, yes. Yeah. So she has her quick change, um, and uh, I won more, definitely more than one occasion. I would zip her up, and it was a plastic zipper because whatever, and it would pop. So I probably three or four oh, times no. her teeth would break off, and her zipper. <laughs> she does a lot of movement in that. Oh, that yeah. So she entered on stage up center and there was this curtain and luckily it had a split in the middle. So she would be standing there and she stood there for probably 20 seconds singing and opening. And I had to like stick my hands through the curtain and like safety pin her up while she's standing. <laughs> many times I like just finished the safety pin and then she like walks off. Wow. Um, so that's definitely did, you, awesome. did you ever stick her? No, actually I didn't. I'm that's very proud of myself because I was doing that. Um, and then another time on cats, actually, one of my um, cats was crawling around on stage and he snagged his unitard. I won't say who it was, um, but he snagged his unitard and his entire butt was hanging out for the rest of the <laughs> so he, he was a cheeky cat. He was very cheeky. Um, oh, yeah, no. So, yeah. That did, was, did he know it? No, he didn't. He didn't know oh, it until no. the end of the number, too. He came off and we were all laughing and he was like, what's going on? And I just like had to stitch him up quickly before intermission. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, I knew there had to be some good stories. That's yeah. great. Custom wardrobe's weird. <laughs> well, we're almost to our Q&A time, but I first want to give you uh, a chance here. You know, are there any are there any seams of sanity that you would like to stitch into the fabric of the lives of these kids? That was a great sentence. It was. Thank you. Thank you. But any um, advice, anything that you that I haven't asked you or, or just that, and, and there may not be, and that's okay if there isn't, but I want to give you a chance to. to yeah, I mean, I would just say, honestly, if you, you know, if you love theater and this is something that you want to do, you should do it. Um, 
I someone like told me once or I read somewhere one time that like people who do theater don't do it because they want to do it. They do it because they have to do it. Um, and what? yeah, you know, it's like, there's nothing else that I'm, there's, I, I love theater and even though, especially with something as kind of niche as costumes, um, you know, not everybody knows how to sew. Not everybody does costumes and wardrobe. Not everybody knows how to do all of that and nor, you know, so it's really awesome to kind of like, I love this and not many people know how to do it. So for me to get even better at that is a goal of mine and to soak up everything from tour, regional theaters, New York City, everyone that I meet, you know, I've met some really crazy people on the road and some really interesting stories and um, information and, you know, everything. It's crazy. I would just say, if you love it, do it because there is a way you can be happy. I promise. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. It's, it's that's, great. that's great. You know, I was thinking as you were telling your story in the beginning, how much your high school theater uh, teachers must have been thrilled to have a student whose mom taught them to sew. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, because that's, uh, that's like an art said, that doesn't get taught cool. anymore. Yeah. No, no one knows how to do that. And especially, you know, I've been doing it for almost 20 years. So, you know, yeah. What a great, what a great asset. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Emma, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Um, we are down to it. You know what we're down to? Uh, we always end with you have, and I gave you a warning to, to be thinking. I did. Uh, you, I've got my pen and I've got my gaff tape and we have the uh, Gateway Mortgage Wall of Wisdom. Yeah. And we, we want you to be immortalized on that Wall of Wisdom with a snippet of, of just wise words. So what would you say to young Emma? If she were just starting well, off, what would you that say? Is, that is great. Um, well, years ago, I was on a tour and um, I was breaking my back trying to get it started. I was in tech for two weeks and it was the worst two weeks of my life. I was not sleeping. I was trying to do everything I could to get it going. Um, and my production manager told me it's only a show. Um, and that has stuck with me That's for a really long time, you know, because there's no reason to break your back. Literally, don't get sleep over. Um, there's no reason. It's, it's only a show. It's going to happen. Uh, whether you stay up for this extra hour or not, uh, it's going to happen whether you do this or not. It doesn't matter. It's only a show. No one's going to die. Um, and if they do, then something worse has happened. So I would say that's my little bit of advice. It's only a show. Life goes on, you know. Yeah, I would say, you know, in, in for costumers, the, the threat of killing someone is probably much less than if you're, you know, an electrician or, yeah, exactly right. or building the set or <laughs> right. something like that. If yeah. you built a, if you, that would be quite a costume. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. very good. Well, we have it right here. It's going up there. It's only a show. And that is great. And you know, in my experience, that is so true, no matter what level of, of theater you're in, whether it is professional or amateur, um, because there's another show tomorrow night, right? Yeah. There's another show yeah. coming. And, and most of the time, the audience doesn't know it anyway. You know, right. we are our biggest critics. And yeah, so, and it's, it's, kind of also, it's kind of also, um, I also was told once, you know, especially some of these cities you go to for one night, and this is the best show they've ever seen. It doesn't, yeah. they don't know that you messed up. This is, they loved it. So, you know. But we are going to now transition to our Q&A time. Um, and so let's see, Emma, who has questions for you. Um, let's go with Mary Palmer. Mary, um, you had, did you have a question? No, you were just commenting to me. Uh, let's see, uh, come down here, come down here, come down here. Um, uh, 
Brittany Trail asks a question. So, Brittany, if you want to unmute um, or uh, Vicky, whoever's uh, really behind Brittany's name there. And um, you've got a couple questions and go ahead and ask all of those. Okay, I just wanted to know what your husband does and does he do costuming as well? Oh yeah, that is a good question. Uh, no, so my husband actually is a carpenter. Uh, so when we met on our first show, he was the flyman uh, in the rigger. So he's in charge of uh, all the drops and all that stuff on tour. He's in charge of making sure everything hung up in the air is where it should be. Um, and then uh, after every other tour since then, he's been our head carpenter. So the head carpenter, especially for tour, um, is in charge of the whole technical aspect while we're on the road. Um, our production manager doesn't travel with us, so our head carpenter is in charge of the local crew, the road crew, you know, taking meetings and, you know, dealing with anything like that. Um, so yeah, he's a carpenter, he's a woodworker, and um, yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> and awesome. little little preview, you're going to meet him our next episode. Yeah. Yeah, her husband, Bo, will be our next guest. So look yeah. forward to that if you want to, if you're especially interested, and we'll, we'll talk some probably about being a flyman, and, and but yeah. also a carpenter, and that'll be great. Good questions, good questions. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Do you, do you have another one, Vicky? Yes. I was going to ask how how much are those conferences? You, the fees for those conferences? Yeah. It depends. Um, I think, like I said, it's been years since I've been, but I want to say um, for SCTC, it was maybe like a hundred bucks and maybe around the same for USITT. Um, but that does also get you. You know, it gets you entrance to the the job fair to the conference with all of the companies showing their uh, their products um, you know at SETC I think you know when I paid that it, I did get that pamphlet early so I knew what companies were already in the room um, I was kind of able to prepare myself so it it's the fee but it also includes tons of stuff I mean like I said it's definitely worth it especially if you're just looking for what's out there or products or anything like that it's I highly recommend it very good awesome. We had a uh, question from, I think, one of our students who had to leave, and she asked, it's a great question, what, what is your favorite costume that you've designed and or made? Oh, that's great. Well, um, I've only designed a couple shows, because like I said, I don't really like it. Um, but I would say for uh, costumes that I've made for your festival, I made um, a tunic and a cape for a character who was playing King John. Um, and... Santa Fe, I worked um, on an opera called Dr. Sun Yet Sun, and I made this kind of tunic and skirt with tons of um, trim and pleats and a lot of handwork, uh, which I really enjoy, a lot of hand stitching, kind of that tedious detail work. Um, yeah, so the, I, you know, I made a, a, a quite a few stuff, but uh, a lot of the detail stuff is what I really like, so I've gotten to make quite a bit of stuff like that. Very good, very good. And I think that's all of our questions. Um, if anybody else has one and wants to unmute here real quick, they can ask it, but I believe that is all that we have that we haven't already answered. There were others, but you answered most of them um, yeah. during the presentation. So yeah, well, very good. Well, is there someone else? I just wanna, yeah, I just uh, wanna say that you- Hi mom, so hi mom, what? And your haircut is wonderful. And oh, you did you. have a much sewed. <laughs> thank you yeah i gotta thank have some fun this <laughs> well this this was the best episode we've ever seen we'll throw it there you go i don't know if that's true <laughs> they're all good they're all good and yours was wonderful so emma we just thank you so much okay. and one of the things i always want to do because you know you're in one of those uh the reason we called it the hidden stars of theaters because uh sometimes what you do can 
be a thankless job, I'm sure. You know, you don't go out on stage and take the curtain calls, which you deserve to. <laughs> I've uh, wanted to so many times. <laughs> I bet. Well, we're going to do that for you now. Emma Bogave, here is your curtain call. Everybody right now, unmute your microphones if you're here with us. And we are going to uh, come back and do the questions right after this. But because you just finished performing, we're going to clap for you now. So here we go, everybody. Clap. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We, uh, we are better for this and many other people will be as well. So just our pleasure, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emma Bogave, because it was truly our honor to have you, a hidden star of the theater, here with us today. And as I said, we are the better for it because you truly are a star. And we were just honored to have you here in our presence and to hear your story. So thank you for sharing that and for sharing such a great word. It's only a show. Man, how many times do we need to remember that? No matter what level of theater we're on, we get so worked up over something and chances are the audience doesn't know. And it's only a show, just like this is only a show, but it's a show where we're learning some great things and meeting some great people. Speaking of great people, thank you, South Carroll High School in Carroll County, Maryland. Uh, Caitlin Vidner, their, their director, thank you so much for being our featured school today. You guys truly rock as well. You're stars too. And uh, we were honored to have you as our featured school. Remember, if you want to be a featured school, Tell your teacher, tell your director, get the stuff. Tell Jamie, I'll, I'll show you off. I'd love to show you guys off. So uh, let's get that done. Just get it to me. Thank you, Gateway Mortgage. Thank you, Michael uh, McElroy, for all your support here of us and allowing us to uh, help have this and, and all of our sponsors. And if you know somebody that would love to sponsor the arts through this program, just have them get in connection with me. We, we wouldn't say no. We wouldn't say no. So, uh, hey, like like subscribe that's another way you can help us get the program to where it is being supported and um we uh, can keep bringing these to you because there's so many stars out there we want to continue to share so thank you guys uh more than anything thank you for joining us every week man keep coming back keep coming back and uh, we'll keep bringing you stuff so that's it um but other than that you guys stay safe stay sane and we will see you next time right here on the hidden stars of theater but for now uh, South Carroll High School, we're going to meet your seniors. So let's roll with that crazy senior picks. Bye, everybody. Have a great week.